Good evening. It's good to be back together on the Lord's Day. If you're visiting, we are so very glad to have you with us at the Willow Avenue Congregation. Last year, I did, I, I looked back at the first sermon that I preached in 2022, and it was a sermon entitled Resolutions That Should Have Been. And we did a study of eight Bible characters who should have made certain resolutions that would have affected their outcome, made their lives better, and even their eternity better. We talked about the rich young ruler, Diotrephes, Ananias, the one-talent man, Demas, the prodigal son, Judas, and Felix. And so I decided that this year we were going to flip it, and we were going to look at resolutions that were made by some Bible characters, and that are resolutions worthy for us to emulate. I've got 12 of them. We started it this morning with the first one, but uh, because there are 12, we can't spend very long on any of them. The first resolution that we're going to look at, we started this morning, and that was David. The resolution was to meditate on the Word of God, and the text is Psalm 119 and verse 15. David said, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. In verse 148, he said, My eyes are awake through the night watches that I might meditate on your word. David resolved to spend time with the word of God. He said, I will meditate on your precepts. David said, in the middle of the night, I wake up or I get up and I spend time meditating, not just reading, but contemplating it, thinking about it, pondering it, trying to understand it, thinking about how to make application to his life. Of course, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. If you want to be approved in the sight of God, it's going to involve studying His Word, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. The implication is, if we don't spend time studying, we should be ashamed in the sight of God. And then he says, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. If we're going to rightly divide the Word, it's going to involve spending time studying. Now, I want to give you several suggestions of how you can meditate on the Word of God. I gave you one this morning, but I want to give you four or five tonight. Number one, I want to suggest this as a technique that you might use. Memorize what is in each chapter of the New Testament. Now, I don't mean memorize every verse. I simply mean learn what is in every single chapter so that if someone asks you, you'll know what's in that chapter. For example, Matthew chapter 1, what is that about? It's the genealogy of Christ. If someone asks you Acts chapter 1, what is that about? We've been going through Acts class. That's the ascension of Jesus. Simply learn what is in each chapter. Now you might say, well that is just monumental. I don't know how we could do that. There's only 260 chapters in the New Testament. And so that would be less than one a day for a person to do. It would be very doable if a person wanted to do that to meditate on the Word of God. Number two, a second suggestion that you might try, and these are some different thoughts for different people, but I would suggest that perhaps you spend time reading the book of Proverbs every day. Now why do I say that? Because the book of Proverbs is a book of general wisdom for life. How do I get along with my neighbors? What kind of temperament should I have? What things really matter in life? 
That's the kind of stuff you're going to find in the book of Proverbs. Let me read you just a few passages from Proverbs. Proverbs 10 and verse 19 says, When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 11:22, Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks good sense, but a man of understanding is silent. Proverbs 11:25, Whoever brings a blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. Proverbs 13:3, Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs 17 and verse 5, Whoever mocks the poor insults his maker. And, and he who is glad at calamity of others will not go unpunished. The book of Proverbs, studying it every day, will help you know better how to get along with other people. Here is a third suggestion for meditating on the Word of God, and it's what I mentioned this morning, and that is the book by Frank Dunn called Know Your Bible. Now, I got bombarded with people sending me texts today and emails saying they wanted a copy of this book, but a lot of people wanted the, the physical copy. If you want the digital copy, I can email you that. All I need is your email address so that we can register who has it for copyright reasons. And the GBN has the right to distribute it, but we need that. I'm going to see this next week if we can either order a bunch of those books here to distribute or uh, I will send you a link where you can order it. But a lot of people wanted the physical copy and so we will make that available one way or another. A fourth thing that I would recommend is if you really want to have some deep Bible study, get some good, reliable commentaries. Now, the Gospel Broadcasting Network has commentaries that we own the rights to. 53 different books of the Bible we have covered at gbntv.org. They're all free. If you want, I can send you a direct link so that you can download them. They're also available on the GBN app, and it is deep commentaries to study 53 books of the Bible. They were written by reliable brethren, and so you can uh, use that. That is another means to study. Resolution number one, meditate on the Word of God. I've got 11 more. I've got to pick up the pace here. Number two, I want to suggest Job as a person who made a resolution. In Job chapter 2 and verse 10, the Bible says, in all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. Job had made a resolution to control his tongue. Job had gone through a great deal, and yet the Bible says he did not sin with his lips. Now, we could say a lot about this. I want to make just a few suggestions for 2023. Number one, make the resolution that this year I will never say a mean remark to anyone or about anyone. I will always be kind. How about that for a resolution? Brethren, this is an easy trap to fall into. But you know, Romans chapter 1 and verse 29 says, Whisperers and backbiters are listed in the same category with haters of God. I don't want to be in that category. Now, on the other hand, I want to use my tongue to encourage and to compliment. When it's legitimate, nobody wants a, uh, likes a person who is a fake flatterer. But oftentimes we see things that are good and we don't take time to encourage. We don't take time 
to compliment. You know, Acts chapter 4 and verse 36 says about Barnabas, he was a son of encouragement. Ah, oh, he must have been a great guy to be around. Make the resolution. I'm going to control my tongue. I'm not going to say anything mean. I'm going to use my tongue to encourage. Number three, I want to suggest the person Habakkuk. The resolution was don't let trials stop you from serving the Lord. The verse is Habakkuk 3, verses 17 and 18. Listen to what Habakkuk wrote. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food. What's he describing? Things are not going well. Financially, things are not going well. The fields are not producing. Things are not going good for me in my life. He says, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Listen to verse 18. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. What is he saying? Though things are bad, I'm not going to let that affect my love and my devotion to God. Do you know what the difference is in an optimist and a pessimist? Here's how an optimist would answer that question. An optimist would say, no, I don't know the difference, but I'd love to learn. A pessimist would say to the same question, no, I don't know. I never know the answer. That's what's wrong with me. I just don't know enough. You see the difference in the two? There is a different fundamental attitude, and it is easy to be the person who is a wet blanket, who always smothers the fire, who opposes everything. It's easy to refuse to support the works of the church and to be a grumbler and a complainer. Let's make it our resolution this year. I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to be the person who helps and supports the work. And I'm going to be one who doesn't let the negative stop me from being a force in serving the Lord. Number four, the person is Moses. The resolution is to practice humility. The text is Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. The Bible says, Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all of the men who were on the face of the earth. This passage is actually kind of humorous to me because Moses is the one who wrote the book of Numbers. And so what that means is Moses wrote... I am the most humble person in all of the earth. <laughs> now, of course, the Holy Spirit motivated him to write that, but there's some humor in it. But here's the thought. The world doesn't revolve around me. I want to be a servant. I want to focus on others more than on myself. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3 says that a man should not think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Verse 10 says, be kindly affection to one another in brotherly kindness, in honor preferring the other, in honor preferring one another. The ESV says, outdo one another showing honor. How about that? Outdo one another showing honor. Did you know that the Bible teaches that it is wrong to brag on yourself? Did you know there's a verse like that in the Bible? Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 2 says, Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. You know what that means? Don't brag on yourself. Don't go around telling everyone about your personal accomplishments. Nobody likes to hear it and it makes God sick. Don't do that. Focus on being a servant. Practice humility. Number five, the person is Job. The resolution is 
to control your thoughts, to control your eyes. Job 31 in verse 10, this is what Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes, that is, I've made a resolution. I made a resolution that I should not look upon a young woman. What was Job saying? I'm not going to look on a woman who's not my wife, not going to lust after her, not going to think about her in that way. Now, that sounds like an odd one, I know. A New Year's sermon, and we're going to have this as a resolution. Is this relevant to our day? Did you know that 12% of the websites that exist on the Internet are pornographic? Did you know that 25% of all search engine requests are pornography-related? 35% of Internet downloads are for this type of material. The average age at which a child first is exposed to this on the Internet is age 11. And the most popular day to view pornography online is Sunday. A great deal of men and a growing number of women struggle with this. It's a real thing. It's a great resolution for people to make. I'm going to be like Job. I'm going to make a resolution not to look upon a maid. That is, I'm going to control my thoughts. I'm going to control my eyes. Number six, the person is Paul. The resolution is to never do anything to reflect poorly on the Lord's church. The verse is 2 Corinthians 8.21. Paul said, imitate me just as I imitate Jesus Christ. Never do anything that would make others question your spirituality or that would reflect poorly on the church. You know, there's a lot of things that I could do as a Christian that might make other people stop and say, I thought he was a Christian. What's he doing doing whatever, fill in the blank? I was taking a class one time, a college class, and the man who was teaching the class, I don't remember what religion he was, but, but he made a big deal about his, quote, Christianity and about his religion. And at one point during the day, I thought I saw him with a cigarette in his hand. And I immediately thought to myself, wait a minute, what a hypocrite. Well, it turned out it wasn't a cigarette. It was something else, but it made a point in my mind. And the point was, there are a lot of things that we could do that would make people stop and look at us and think, wait a minute, I thought he purported to be this. What are some examples of that? Maybe the entertainment I engage in. Maybe the jokes I tell. Maybe how I spend my money. Maybe how I control or, or don't control my temper. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3 says, Paul said, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found in our ministry. That is, we didn't do anything that would be a stumbling block to other people. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 21 says, provide things honest in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of all men. The New King James says honorable. The Old King James says honest. That is a quote from Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 4. And the idea appears to be this. It matters what other people think about you. Do things that appear to be honest. Do things that are honest in the sight of the Lord, but also things that appear to be honest in the sight of men. Don't do things that look shady, in other words. You know what that's telling us? It matters what I appear to be as a representative of the Lord's church. It matters what my behavior looks like. I am a representative of the Willow Avenue Church of Christ. I don't want to give off the wrong impression. 
I want to make a resolution that I'm not going to do that. Number seven, the person is Daniel. The resolution is to pray. And the verse is Daniel 6 and verse 10. Of course, there was a, um, a command laid from the king, a law, in fact, that you could not pray for this period of one month. Daniel 6 and verse 10 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and he prayed, and he gave, gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since the early days. You know what that means? Daniel had made a resolution. That is, he determined he was going to do this. At some point, Daniel made this decision. Does that apply to us? 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Daniel did it. Jesus did it. Jesus prayed frequently, sometimes for hours at a time, and he never sinned. Brethren, certainly there is a correlation between those things, praying and not sinning. Now, how do you do it? Keep a prayer list, maybe on your computer, Maybe on the notepad on your phone. If you're an old school person, maybe you keep a spiral notebook in your shirt pocket. Whatever it is, whatever kind of person you are, make a list of things for which you need to pray. You know, I, and, and if you tell a person you're going to pray for them, do it. I saw a cartoon, and it showed a preacher. And he sees one of the members coming toward him, and he says to himself, Oh no, I told Brother Brown I was going to pray for him. And then in the next scene, he says, Lord, please bless Brother, Brother Brown. And then in the third scene, Brother Brown walks up to him and he says, Brother Brown, I've been praying for you. You know, sometimes that's not too far off from the truth, is it? If I tell people I'm going to pray for them, write it down, put a note on your phone, and do it. Luke 18 and verse 1, Jesus says, The Bible says, The Lord spoke a parable unto them that men ought always to pray and never to faint. That is, don't give up. Pray for the Willow Avenue Church of Christ. I have observed over the years that when I prayed most diligently for the church where I was a member, it seemed like things went better. Why is that? Maybe it was the Lord blessing us. Maybe I was working harder. You can't help but work harder to serve a congregation when you're praying for that congregation. What if each member of the Willow Avenue Church prayed for the Willow Avenue Church by name every single day in 2023, starting today? What if you prayed for the elders by name, for the preachers by name, the deacons, the young people? What if each member did that every single day in 2023? I am telling you, it would make a difference. Number eight, the example, the person is Jesus, the resolution is don't waste time. The text is John 9 and verse 4. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. In other words, I've got time that I've got to be doing the Lord's work, and I've got to stay on point. Ephesians 5.16 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The word redeeming is a peculiar word in the Greek. It's a word that literally, literally means to buy up. He's saying, buy up the time. It's kind of like a coupon. You're going to cash it in and you're going to get it back. Redeem it. Take back the time. What does that mean? The time is slipping away from you. Take it back. Cash it in. Get full value out of it. I read a study 
from the U.S. Department of Labor, it was talking about how many hours a week Americans spend golfing, watching football, TV, recreation in general, and it was a huge percentage of our time. It would be amazing what we could do in the Lord's kingdom if we redeemed some of that time. Jesus is the example. He said, I've got to work the works of him that sent me. Next, the good Samaritan is the person. The resolution is to care about other people. And the text is Luke 10, 29 through 37. I'm not, I'm not going to read the whole text, but you know the, the story. And the resolution is, in 2023, always care about other people. And listen to this. Deal with everyone as if he's my best friend. Don't you treat your best friend differently than you do strangers? Now, I'm not saying go out and get yourself killed by catching someone on the street, but I'm saying deal with other people as if they're your best friend. This is just the golden rule, isn't it? Matthew 7 and verse 12, we are to treat others as we ourselves desire to be treated. Now, I know somebody's going to say, Don, we can only do so much. And that's true. We can only do so much. But you know what? I can do better than I've done. And I think that's what we need to do. Sit and assess ourselves. Can I do better than I've done? I want to be a caring person in 2023. Number 10, the person is Hannah. The resolution is to raise your children for the Lord. And the text is 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 11. She says to God, if you will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And she says, and no razor will come upon his head. You don't have to do that part. But the idea is, you're going to raise this child for the Lord. If you have children... Make this resolution in 2023, that is, I'm going to focus on giving my child back to God. Now, that's going to involve time. It's going to involve family devotionals. It's going to involve inconvenience. Having children involves giving up free time. It involves giving up luxuries. It involves giving up money. It involves giving up relaxation. But what I'm doing is I'm investing in their eternity. I'm investing in their future spirituality. When I talk to older Christians, and they sometimes reflect upon their biggest regrets in life, frequently it has to do with how they raised their children or didn't raise their children. Maybe it's that they put their career above their children. They put making money above their children, earning their degree above their children. They were so worried about setting aside the, uh, money for their future that they didn't prepare their children for the future. The resolution, if you've got children at home, be like Hannah. Raise your children for the Lord. Number 11, the person is Isaiah. The resolution is, here I am, send me. And the verse is Isaiah 6 and verse 8. I'm not going to say a lot about this except this. In the Lord's kingdom, we need workers. There is a lot of work to do. We look back at the number of baptisms that we had in 2022, and I think the total was eight, maybe nine, but what it amounts to is a congregation of 400 people, and we had nine baptisms. We are thankful for nine baptisms. 
But how much more could we do if each of us said, here I am, send me. I am determined I want to convert a soul in 2023. What if each family did that? What would the results be at the end of the year? So much work needs to be done. Here I am, send me. The resolution is, I'm going to be like Isaiah. And here is the last one. The person is Nehemiah. Actually, it's not Nehemiah, but it's Nehemiah and all the people who were working with Nehemiah. The children of God had been in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. They finally return to Jerusalem, to their homeland. They start rebuilding the city. They start rebuilding the walls. And Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 18 says, So they said, Let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do the good work. Then Nehemiah 4 and verse 6 says, So we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. Now listen to this part. For the people had a mind to work. In 52 days, they had built the wall around the city. Why? Because the people had a mind to work. And what's interesting, not only did they build the wall, but while they were building the wall, the enemy was hovering around. You remember Sanballat, Geshem, and Tobiah. They're mocking them and threatening them. But chapter 4 and verse 21 says this, So we labored in the work, and half of the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. What does that mean? Half of the people were working, laying brick, and half of them were standing there with spears and ready to watch for the enemy. And they did this from daybreak until the stars appeared. Brethren, the Lord didn't put this here by accident. He wanted us to learn something from this. What are we supposed to learn from this? Number one, we learn that they worked together. And we've got to do this. Some were building, some were holding the spears. We learn that they worked long from daybreak until the stars appeared. We learn that they were on guard against the enemy. And we still have enemies today who are attacking the truth, who are attacking the church, and we still have to be on the lookout. There they are. Twelve resolutions for 2023. Now you may say, well, those aren't mine. But make sure that you have some, some things that you're going to set your mind to, that you're going to do to be better in the Lord's service in 2023. And of course, you don't ever have to wait to a new year. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5 says that we are to examine ourselves whether we be in the faith. What that means is, are you walking in the light? 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 27, the, the Bible says that the apostle Paul buffeted his body daily. What that means is every day he was taking control of himself to be sure that he was faithful to the Lord. Maybe tonight you examine yourself and you say, I haven't really been what I ought to be and I need to make some changes. If it's something that needs to be done publicly, you've got opportunity tonight. We would be honored to pray for you. Maybe tonight your resolution is that you need to start at the beginning. You need to obey the gospel. You need to become a Christian by being baptized. You've heard the gospel, you believe it, and you're ready to make that commitment tonight. Confess your faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and be baptized in water for the remission of your sins. If that is the case, we would be delighted to assist you tonight. This evening, if we can help you, if you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, 
Won't you come as together we stand and sing the invitation song?